This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. But so how much taxes are taxes going to be a part of the next election? Certainly the carbon tax in Alberta has become a big issue. And Jason Kenney and the UCP have been very clear. And we saw that reinforced at their recent policy convention. The carbon tax is going to go. What about the rest of it? Now, the NDP have brought in some other changes, obviously, to taxation in Alberta. They brought in an increase to the corporate tax rate. Uh, They did bring in recently, of course, a small reduction in the small business tax rate. But they also ended the flat tax. Now, the UCP voted at their recent policy convention to bring back the flat tax. And it's one of those issues where... The leader hasn't rejected the idea. I don't know that Jason Kenney has enthusiastically embraced the idea. So we'll have to wait and see what kind of nuance we see in in the UCP policy. But I think mostly conservatives bemoan the fact that this was something brought in by Ralph Klein and has been done away with. Primarily by the NDP. But let's not forget either that that last uh, PC budget under Jim Prentice uh, would have also done away with the flat tax. Now, we can lower taxes. We want to lower income tax rates. But should we have different tax brackets based on income or does it make sense to have a flat tax? So while the NDP did end the flat tax, the vast majority of people are still paying what they would have otherwise paid under the flat tax. Ending the flat tax or bringing back the flat tax, I should say. Uh, would mean a tax cut for those on the higher end. Well, uh, our next guest has been uh, crunching some of the numbers on what ending the f- uh, or bringing back the flat tax would mean. Lindsay Teds, associate professor and scientific director of fiscal and economic policy at the School of Public Policy, University of Calgary. Lindsay, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right, so let, let's get an overview of what changed. So we used to have uh, 10%. Uh, income tax in Alberta across the board, although with a, a relatively high personal exemption, right? Yes, that's correct. I think that's important for everybody to remember. It actually wasn't a flat tax. It had two rates. There was a zero rate for anybody under, well, it's currently under around eighteen, nineteen thousand, And then for everybody else, it was 10%. I guess there would also be kind of a, a narrow sort of pocket in between. People uh, just over that 18,000 threshold probably wouldn't pay quite 10%, would they? Well, on their marginal dollar, they do. So on every dollar above that exemption amount, so as soon as you make that $19,001, it's taxed at 10%. But right. their average rate because of the exemption, yeah, is only going to be around 2%. Yeah, okay. So that's important to note. So yep. um, 10% is, is still then the, the rate that most income earners in Alberta pay. So where, where did we see the change? Where did we see the end of the flat tax? So what they did 
expected was brought in three rates above that, uh, and that's at 12%, 13%, 14%, and 15%. Um, the 10% is still in place for everybody below about 129,000. Uh, and then those, those rates then kick in for anybody above 129,000 with the 15% kicking in around 307,000. Now, I mean, obviously we, we've seen, uh, you know, some, some rough couple of years in Alberta economically, mm-hmm, yeah. but, but more or less $128,000 would represent probably what the top, certainly the top 10% of income earners? It is definitely the top 10%. It might be a little bit lower than that, but based off of income tax statistics from 2015, which unfortunately is the only current year available, uh, it is about 10% of the tax filing population. All right, so uh, there's a 12% rate then, and goes all the way up to, to 15 for some of those higher income earners? That's correct. And that's, I think it's over 300,000, right, for that, that 15% rate? That's correct, 307,000. Um, do you know, I mean, how does that compare to other provinces? Well, that's what I thought was interesting. I've just moved to Alberta from British Columbia, which I, I realize is a little controversial right now. Yeah, I suppose um, so. And I, I was actually quite interested in comparing it because we have a lot of labor market mobility between the two provinces. So I think the BC um, tax system was an interesting comparison. And it might shock Albertans to know that these people in Alberta who are earning under 129000 are actually paying more taxes than than they would if they were in a in a much more progressive tax system like in British Columbia. Interesting. Now, I mean, BC has a, a sales tax, obviously, so there, there are other taxes that would be paid, but on the income tax... Just on the income tax, yeah. overall, definitely, Alberta still has its tax advantage. It hasn't lost that ever. Um, but on the income tax, it has, in fact, lost uh, that tax advantage by moving to this so-called flat tax system. All right, so people earning 50000 70000 90000 even yep. 110000 would pay more taxes in Alberta, income tax, than BC. That's correct. And it starts to even out, I guess, once you get, well, certainly well over 100000 it looks like. Yes, well over 100000 yeah. Right. And then there's, there's an obvious tax advantage for higher income earners to be in Alberta still. Yes. The higher income earners pay substantially uh, less. Now, one of the things I did yesterday was compare it to Ontario, uh, who's in the middle of a, an election. And, you know, when you, when you look at what high income earners pay here under these, even this, this progressive, so-called progressive system that the NDP brought in, they're paying vastly less tax in Alberta, um, but uh, much more than they would, um, uh, but less, and less than they would pay in a BC system, too. Um, can we quantify the amount of revenue that, that we're talking about that, that ending the flat tax added or that restoring the flat tax would would do away with? Yeah, this, this seems to be a bit controversial. The, the Ministry of Finance put out numbers. Um, I've seen two, one at $700 million, one at $800 million. Um, but uh, my colleague, Trevor Tome, went into a, 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 a program that allows you to look at some of these things, and he was getting an estimate about $1.5 billion. So what what the difference is, we don't know because the, the Ministry of Finance doesn't put out their assumptions. They may be buffering in um, some behavioral changes that may happen when, when the tax system changes, but it's really unclear. But I think you can look at that as the range. It's either going to be $700 million or up to $101.5 billion no. worth of lost revenue. Well, and yeah, I mean, look, I think tax cut proponents can 
can accept the fact that sure we're going to reduce taxes we're we're foregoing revenue mm-hmm. right i mean that's that's not controversial i mean there's obviously the laffer curve that we could cite but i think alberta's mm-hmm. really well on the side that that doesn't come into play right correct yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh so fair enough i mean if, if people believe the taxes should be cut then sure okay that's that's going mm-hmm. to re- result in less revenue but i guess it's important to keep in mind though that if we're going to go back to the flat tax that almost all of the benefit of doing so would go to this upper 10% of earners. Yeah, and the majority of the benefit going to well into the the top 1% of earners as well. And, you know, the fiscal environment of this province, I hear a lot of people talking about it, right? You have a $9 billion deficit and there's consideration of adding another billion onto it and we haven't yet seen the plan coming from the UCP if they're going down this road, how are they going to make up yet another billion dollars worth worth of revenues? We're we're starting to talk about a significant change that has to happen, and it can't all happen just on spending initiatives. There's well, there is room to cut spending in this province, and certainly comparing it to other provinces, spending in this province is very very high. Um, but it can't all be made up with spending cuts. So you'd have to um, think about other revenue tools. Right. And, you know, there, there was a tweet the other day from uh, Dr. Jack Mintz, who you, you know quite well, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, and he points out that this is, this is obvious. Alberta moved away from the flat tax by hiking taxes on high-income individuals. If you move back, you reverse the income. The issue is how we re- re- redistribute it. One wants a tax system. That mm-hmm. is a value judgment since there are other economic issues involved, right? That is correct. This is, and the, what, this is what I think is very important for people to understand the facts and make sure that they're making a educated decision decision about what it is that they want as their, their, their tax and spending priorities in this province. Everything has costs. Everything has benefits. It's all about how it all rolls out and what are the values in this province. Right, because, I mean, you can look at, if you want to look at the pro side of, or the, the benefits of higher taxes, then okay, sure, that means more revenue, but there's, you know, there's a cost of doing so. And, and if we're going to continue to raise taxes on high-income earners, it would be naive to think that we could do that without any costs or any consequences. There's going to be consequences, but I'd, one of the things I'm also trying to point out is because a majority of your taxpayers are actually paying a higher amount of tax because of this flat tax system as opposed to a more progressive system, that has economic consequences as well. And that has not been a part of this discussion so far, is what are the economic consequences of putting up a high marginal barrier to low-income earners? And what are the, what, what, how does that affect their economic participation? That has economic growth consequences. Uh, just to clarify a point, too, so the 10% applies up to about 128000 right? Yes, that's correct. So does that... 128,000 remain taxed at 10% once someone goes over 120 or $130,000 or is, is all of that 130,000 taxed at the higher rate? Oh, no, 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 no. It's always the dollars above that threshold. Right. Yeah. So it's never, if you're making 307,000, for example, you're not paying your 15% on all of that money. You still go within those tranches. You yeah. get that okay. first exemption, then the First, then the next 110,000 is at 10 percent, and so on. Right. So it's the same with the, the people at the lower end of the, the scale. So we can you can look at what they're paying overall, and it would work out to you know maybe 10.5 percent overall if we wanted to calculate it. But yes, at, at the 307, that would be their average rate. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be their average rate. 
Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and, but as you say, there, there's a debate we need to have. If, if we see there's some advantage in having a flat tax, then maybe we can have that conversation. But that also would imply that we're going to forego some tax revenue by lowering taxes on those upper income earners. And, and we need to come to grips with that, too, don't we? Yes. And also, because it's a flat tax, lower income earners are facing a higher marginal tax than they would otherwise. So, again, it's just understanding all of this, that a flat tax system doesn't mean that everybody pays less tax. Some people pay less tax. Right. But it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's a question of whether this is regressive. Because with with a sales tax, for example, there are no tax brackets. Uh, There's a rate and everyone pays the same rate. And obviously, if you spend more, you pay more. You, You could say the same about a flat tax, that if you earn more, you pay more. But, I mean, is it regressive in your view? Well, so the, the, the sales tax doesn't have to be regressive. And in fact, when you look at our GST, it isn't regressive. So we have, we exempt basic groceries, we have a number of zero rated goods, and we provide a, 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 a tax payment every quarter to individuals that are low income to offset the, the, the regressivity of that tax. So with the flat tax system, part of its regressivity is offset by this high personal exemption. So Alberta's personal exemption is almost double what you see in other provinces. Yeah. The downside is, is that it, it doesn't quite offset that higher, that higher positive rate. Right. But, it, but the fundamental question of fairness, is it fair that someone earning 100000 pays 10% and someone earning 40000 pays 10% and someone earning 500000 pays 10% because obviously yeah. the amount they're paying in taxes yeah. is higher. Yeah, the, the total amount that they're paying is higher. Um, you know, I, I know you know economists always, you know, their palms get sweaty when people use the word fair. <laughs> right, yes. it's, it's a really nebulous concept, and it's wrapped up in normative um, or in value statements. Yeah. So, you know, if you think fair is progressive, the more you earn, the more you pay, then you're not really going to like a flat tax system. But if you think everybody should be evenly contributing to the um, services that provide by the government, then maybe the flat tax is fair. Those, those conversations um, are, are typically hard to have because we all have different values and it's hard to argue on values. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an important point. Uh, Lindsay, we'll leave it there. Uh, more at policyschool.ca, but really appreciate the insight and uh, thanks for making some time for us here. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Uh, Lindsay Tads, uh, the uh, School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, Associate Professor and Scientific Director of Fiscal and Economic Policy. So, you know, there's an argument to be made if if the UCP or others are prepared to make it that, yeah, we should lower taxes on upper income earners. And, and here's why. The challenge with selling a return to a flat tax is that most people aren't going to get a tax cut. Say, so here's our big plan. We're going to go back to a flat tax. But most of you are going to just keep paying what you're paying anyway. How's that going to fly? How's that going to sell to people? Or would it make more sense to say, okay, we're going to keep what the NDP has done in having four, three or four separate brackets, but we're going to lower the rates in each. If you're paying 10% right now, you're going to pay 8. If you're paying 12, you're going to pay 10. If you're paying 15, you're going to pay 12. So why not, why not sell it that way? So what would you prefer to see from the UCB when it comes to income tax policy? And do you think that we should have a flat tax once again? Should it be 10%? Should it be 11? Should it be 8? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.